0: Chip off the block, block off the park, she loves me hardly. mend in the fence at least. I can read most of the ads, dreamed in French so far above me. Wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman. Good evening ladies and gentlemen
1: and welcome to the City Life Supplement. Saturday night we have our dancing shoes on and we're coming to you as always fake live from the Holiday
0: Club. Yeah, da, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is our house band.
1: That is Phil Garneau behind me with his guitar and his vocals. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> Eric Laughlin to his left on the <laughs> piano. <laughs> they they do not agree on much, let me tell you. Uh, and and they have trouble sticking to a band name from month to month. What are you guys calling yourself tonight, Phil? Robot Uniris and the Positronic Balls.
0: <laughs> Check us out on MySpace. <laughs> My, you're still doing MySpace, that's good. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now since, reminds me, since this is the technology show, um, I have a special guest co-hosting with me tonight. Let's see how this works. Uh, Please, everyone, give a big, warm round of applause to Siri.
2: I'm sorry, audience, I didn't get that. Were you applauding or looking for Baba Ganoush near Old Irving Park?
1: (laughs) They, They were, sorry, they were applauding you, Siri.
2: I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't get that. Were you answering my previous question about Baba Ganoush or looking for male waxing near Boystown?
1: I... I... I don't need any more male waxing, please. Um, I was answering the first question.
2: Okay. Just walk down Halstead north of Belmont and you'll find all the male waxing you could ever want.
1: Oh... That's rude, Siri. That's just rude. Maybe this wasn't a good idea having Siri co-host with me.
2: I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't get that. Did you express regret for inviting me on the show? Or were you asking me to Google images of Michelle Kwan? Uh. (laughs) For the 649th time.
1: Okay. She's a very good athlete. She's pretty. Um, But you know what? I'm gonna do it solo tonight. I'm sorry, Siri.
2: Okay, Matt. Accessing your Google search history. No,
1: you do not do that. No one needs to know what is on my Google search history. I think, in fact, I'm just gonna do the show with my human friends to my left, the Tonight's Acting Company. And uh, they are Jack Birdwell, in alphabetical order, Jack Birdwell, Mike Brunlieb, Billy Bryant, Heather Forsyth, Dan Forsyth, Kim Lyle, Jack Miggins, Jennifer U. Lee Webb. Let's give them a big round of applause. They're gonna need it. So, In a, in a cost-cutting measure, we outsourced our live sound effects to a Foley company in India. I'm sorry, Evan. I never thought that guy would leave. I'm Matt Lyle, I'm your host for the evening. Tonight's musical guest is XYZR underscore KX. Pronounced scissor kicks. You could have have given me a million tries and I would have never gotten it. But he is fan freaking tastic and he is our very own sound man, John Monteverdi. Who knew that he had such
0: talents? So let's just uh, start the show, what do you say? Uh, Let's get it going, Phil. I forget a break in the clay. The day is wasted when you turn off your mind. I mind, by the way. Give us a chance. We'll fall on our own two feet because it's better to stay than worry away. Better to stay.
1: It's been a hell of a month. In Ravens Park, that's my neighborhood in the 51st Ward of Chicago, where tomorrow they're predicting it will be 61 degrees. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if it snows one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do to myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, come on. (laughs) I got some good news. I'm very proud to announce here to all of you this month that after years of hard work, I have finally put the finishing touches on my first novel. (laughs) And writing for this show has really helped me sort of getting into the flow, and I finally finished it. And uh, I'll tell you about it, a little backstory. The inspiration for the book i've always been fascinated by time travel since i was a kid hg wells to quantum leap i can't get enough i cried all through the time traveler's wife the book and the movie please do not tell any men that i told you that
3: <laughs> so
1: i had a dream uh one time that, that i went back to the 30s and my first thought was to set was not to set things right that once went wrong, no. No, it was to get rich by inventing some technology that hasn't been invented in the 1930s. The problem with the situation was that I'm far too stupid to do any of that. Like most of us, surrounded by technology, I have no idea how any of it works. But uh, eventually I ended up inventing the salad uh, shooter which is not too bad, though I always called it the salad tosser. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody just giggled every time I said it, and the only people that bought it were very disappointed (laughs) upon using it. So so that true story, uh, that that sort of inspired the novel. So It's this historical science fiction. It's uh, about a future version of the iPhone, the iPhone 500S, And the S gets you the time travel app. Some people use it to visit Germany in the 1930s, and the iPhone falls into the hands of Hitler. If the Third Reich can harness the power of time travel, the world is doomed. Fortunately, mankind is saved when the first app Hitler opens is Candy Crush, and he never does anything useful ever again for as long as he lives. The world is saved. So I feel like maybe I used up all my decent ideas writing that novel. Uh, I definitely wrote it. The other night, my family was sleeping peacefully, though, as I started working on, on this. I was sitting on my couch having a whiskey and starting this funny story about technology, and as I stared for a half hour at the clean white page, I suddenly wished that there was a technology that would write a funny story about technology for me. But alas, it was up to my stupid human brain. So I reached... Thanks, Mike. So I reached back to the beginning for inspiration, the first technology, right? Mankind's first discoveries, and I worked forward in time, searching for that aha moment. This is my story that I'm going to tell these people. I started with fire, the first great tool discovered by cave people looking for the perfect light to make love by. They'd invented the fluorescent light first, but but that was abandoned very, very quickly. Not flattering for anybody. But candlelight made people even those that were 80% ape look totally fuckable. (laughs) Light some candles next time, you'll see. But really, the fire, of course, we all know, was to hold the darkness at bay, and that was good. Then they used it to cook their meat so they had a lot less diarrhea, and that was good. (laughs) The extra protein made their brains grow and grow and grow through the millennia until that fire became a nuclear switch that could end the planet in a holocaust of radioactive flames, and that was not good. And then the wheel, of course, next, led me to tanks. Not good. And then I jumped ahead to the cotton gin, which led me to the clothing worn by the people of Walmart, the ladies with the back boobs. That was not good. And that clothing worn by those people were made by children in Indonesia making 33 cents per month, and that was not good. So I turned to something lighter, the technology of diversion, entertainment, from shadow puppets on cave walls to deus ex machina to radio waves to podcasts to TV to film, glorious film. But that reminded me of how a VHS tape made me frightened of and disgusted by sex for years and years. And that was not good. Hold the phone. I might have a story for you. It might be funny. We'll see. Uh, It was East Texas. I was 11 12, staying over at my friend Tommy's place for the one and only time. Tommy, you should know, he looked uh, like he and his people had been driven underground by a few genera- a few generations ago, uh, like Morlocks, sort of, in the time machine. Like, they lived in these giant mushrooms and they ate surface dwellers that they wandered away from the herd. Basically, just picture Gollum every time that I mention Tommy from, from from here on out. Anyway, his parents... Uh, we're gone, and the tr- we had the trailer to ourselves, of course. Yeah, ooh, a trailer. I know. That's how I grew up. He says, uh, want to see my parents' porn? We likes these pornsies. No. We don't like these pornsies. And then he agreed that he liked the pornsies. And, and I thought, hey, I'm 11. I've never seen porn. Let's just see what all this fuss is about. So he puts the tape in the VCR and it's queued up like it was someone's favorite part. (laughs) I'm seeing it all again. No prelude, no story to speak of, really. Just a a close-up. This is a really tight, gratuitous, 10-minute close-up of this purple... It was a thing. It didn't necessarily resemble anything on my body um, at that point, but, and it was doing something to something else that I, I had just thought, I had just thought before was located just below a woman's navel, but, you know, this isn't the story to tell you guys about technology, I, I'm gonna move on from that story. I've just had a hell of a time with technology. I tried to tell you a porn story. (laughs) Now, the thing is, maybe it's because deep down, as I looked into myself, I realized that technology does kind of scare me. Maybe because I don't understand it. Maybe it's something else, something more primitive. I think we're evolving technologically much faster than we're evolving as people. I am a case in point. My grandmother used to talk about the first car she ever saw and how amazed she was. And that was just two generations ago. And now we have video from Mars. Our phones are more powerful computers than a football field's worth of computers from 1975. My daughter will grow up in a world where she can be bullied online, and that the boys she dates have access to and get really used to watching close-ups of purple things destroy other weird-looking things. People prefer their virtual lives to the ones they live in real life. That's true. There are companies who... The only reason they exist is to make other companies that will be bought by Google. And Google is a company that knows more about me than I know about myself. I'm certain of it. I've run out of room here, and I'm almost done. And I didn't share with you a story about technology. I'm sorry about that. All I can say is that I guess... Part of me finds it all vaguely distasteful, but that doesn't keep me from playing words with friends on my phone while checking Facebook on my laptop as I sit in front of my smart TV that's streaming this week's episodes of Extreme Couponing. <laughs> it's not a bad show. Just give it a try.
3: <laughs>
1: but I am trapped, too, in this maze. But I still dream, sometimes. That I'm here in this city when the lights go out for the last time. I walk with my wife and my daughter down Lincoln Avenue. We turn left down Fullerton until we reach the water. I look right south to the new towering jungle and I know how we'll eat. I just know how we'll stay warm, how we'll manage to feel loved. Everything we need to survive. I dream it's inside all of us. Batteries not included because they're not necessary. And maybe that's the story here in Ravens Park, where our... Fire that we build chases away the darkness in just a little circle around us. But beyond that, it's up to our stupid human brains. Thank you.
0: This is the way the world ends. But we keep a living. We pour our faith in shots of trust. And if we must get away, let it ride. truth it was in the plan the sword, the knife a blatant man I knew this could happen saw it on TV look at that old man it's me let it rise Bits attack us And you know they will I'll be ready and waiting I can hold real still The gods are against us They have lasers for eyes But we gotta try something Beep bop boop, beep bop boop, beep bop (laughs) This is the way the world ends. But we keep living with aerobic friends. They were built to serve us a metal companion. But when we forfeit, we learn to let it ride.
1: Phil, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> I think it is uh, Phil. It's pronounced robots. Robot. Got it. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, if you've been following our show at all, you know that we take time out of every episode, sometimes to tune in to this little hipster soap opera as is the world sighs. Yeah. No, yeah. do no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. It's right. set in our in our enemy neighborhood, Wicker Park.
0: Ooh. 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 Yeah.
1: Wicker Park, I mean, if you want to go out for a nice dinner and buy some jeans and then go to the bar and have a good time, that's a great place. Otherwise, boo, fuck Wicker Park. God! I wouldn't mind living there, but pff, rent's too high. Because it's a little too nice for me. Now, as uh, something I think I've been wanting to do for a while is uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit, introduce the author of As the World Size. All right. It is Jennifer Uli Webb right here in the front. Look at that. Wave at the people. Thank you. Now she can be properly held accountable. I mean, get the credit she deserves for what you're about to hear. Just keep listening. Oh, oh my God, it's, it's starting. Shh, shh, shh. Previously on As the World Sigh.
4: In the struggle, that funny looking fella fell down the stairs!
5: Oh, my noggin really smarts. Carlo? Who's Carlo? What's a hashtag?
0: As it were.
6: Carlo, the amnesia that you sustained from falling down the stairs doesn't seem to be improving. Let's get
5: back to discussing who you were before the accident. You mean to tell me, Dr. Patel, that I used to roll up my pants and ride around on a bike all day? Yes, you were part of an alternative scene of lazy young people, referred to as hipsters. Ah, jeez, I don't believe it, Doc. It don't make no sense not to go to work all day. How will I pay my union dues?
7: Carlo, I can't believe you survived that fall down the stairs. I'm so relieved you're okay.
6: Ma'am, it is not visiting hours. You're not supposed to be here.
7: Oh, it's okay. I'm Shay Grossweiner, Carlo's wife.
5: (gasps) Oh, well, in that case,
7: I'll leave you two alone. My wife... No one told me I used to have a wife. Uh, yeah, you sure did. We were married last year, and we have a son named Megatron. Megatron? What kind of weirdo name is that? Uh, It's unique, Carlo. Remember when we were picking it out and you said you wanted to name your son after one of your heroes?
5: Jeez, I think Optimus Prime might have been a better choice.
7: Who the hell was I? Oh, excuse me. I have to take this call. I'll just go out into the hall. Hello? Mm -hmm. Oh, hi, Daddy. Hey, I'm at the hospital visiting Carlo. Really? I know he's only supposed to see family right now, but I just told him I was his wife. (laughs) Well, I know that it isn't true, and that we stopped seeing each other last year, and that he's only one-third the baby's father. But I want to get back together with him, and lying is clearly the best way. <laughs> Just as long as he never regains his memory and learns the truth. Okay, so I gotta go, Daddy. Um, should I pick up Panera for lunch on my mm-hmm. way home? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Panera sounds good. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, at Rainbow Club...
7: Crispin,
1: give me another whiskey.
0: Justin, you've been drinking since 10 a.m. Ah,
1: oh, man, I know, Crispy. It's just, it's this sitch with Tasia. I was planning to do a Brexies with her before she went all crazy and multiple personality disordery, becoming her own evil twin, Fantasia. I, but now I'm afraid of her, man. She kicks the baby puppies.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> a dilemma, all right. It is.
8: Bartender, I'll take a whiskey. Neat.
1: I like the way you say that. I haven't seen you around here before.
8: I'm Lola. I'm new in town.
1: I'm Justin. I've lived in Chicago for a while. Well, I mean, outside of Naperville for a year when I first got to town, and then Oak Brook for six months or so. But I digress. <laughs> what do people in this
8: town do for fun?
1: Do you like to read Pitchfork and Smash Crotch? You often know it. <laughs> And ML, the thing you need.
0: Let's get out of this shithole. Yeah. Hey, that's my bar.
3: <laughs>
2: Yo, Crispin, where the F is Justin? I told him to meet me here at your shitty bar.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, uh, hey, Tasia, hmm. or Fantasia, mm-hmm. or w- whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen him.
2: Oh, really? I'd better stop by his place and see what he's up to.
0: <laughs> Man, I did not think she was going to do a big evil laugh there. <laughs> Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of As the World Sighs. As the World
7: Once again, this class is for non-credit adult learning and is designed to help older adults suffering from memory loss recover some semblance of memory using social media. So, if you feel like you're in the wrong class for some reason... Okay, okay. Goodbye again, Mr. Grant. I don't want a goddamn timeshare! Okay. See you next week, Mr. Grant. Well, anywho, okay, so last week we talked about Google+, and, you know, you all really got it, like, more than I do. Uh
9: It's intuitive.
7: So, (laughs) for tonight, I looked over the questionnaires we filled out about social media formats we would like to cover, and I just want to point out that I'm pretty sure that face place, face stuff, face... Face, Face House, and, okay, so let's just assume anything with the word face in the title is most likely Facebook. Mm. Facebook. Facebook. Right. Also, Mr. Washington, Pornhub is not social media.
5: They all look so beautiful and smooth.
7: (laughs) I know, Mr. Washington. So tonight, I thought that we could all just get on the computers and just, you know, freestyle. Oh, no, no, no. Pants on, Mr. Washington. Freestyle in this case means that we can explore different l- websites at the same time. Okay, so let's just move to the computers. Okay, it's it's that way. Yep, it's those, boxes, those things over there. Yep, right. Good.
1: Fifteen minutes later...
7: Who are you calling, Mr. Martin? The ASPCA. This cat here is clearly being abused. Oh, that's just Grumpy Cat. Tell the ASPCA about this Buzzfeed, too. Here's 23 cats that are having the worst day ever.
6: Hello? Is this Sarah McLaughlin? We have
1: an epidemic to report. Fifteen minutes later.
7: And now you're on Twitter. You see how easy that was? Now you can just start following people. Oh,
5: no, I'm not allowed to follow people anymore.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Different kind of following, Mr. Washington. What if
6: I don't want to write stuff? I heard the government can read our chats.
7: Oh, well, this is a little different. This is tweeting.
2: So the government can read our twats?
7: (laughs) Fifteen minutes later. What's wrong, Mr. Martin? I do woodwork. Woodwork!
6: This is disgraceful. You said I could shop for woodworking online.
7: Oh, well, you can. I don't understand. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, let's log out of grinder, Mr. Martin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Different connotation.
1: <laughs> 15 minutes later.
7: And that's how Facebook can help you remember who you are. You see? It's just all right there on the top.
5: I just checked in at Applebee's.
7: Oh, no, no. No, you didn't.
5: (laughs) Now I'm eating a cheeseburger. (laughs) I'm taking pictures of it.
7: Oh, well, that's not you, Mr. Washington. Why can't
5: I stop? Is that me? I look so young, so smooth.
7: Oh, well, that's your grandson, Mr. Washington. It says here, I'm Olivia newton john I'm Neville Longbottom. Okay, stop. Stop taking quizzes. Nobody take any more quizzes. I'm A.C. Slater.
1: (laughs) Fifteen minutes later.
7: Well, that's it for this week. Next week? Deep Web! Commemorative Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no! We are not buying any more Bitcoins! I ate
5: a nickel and only pooped out four pennies. <laughs> Goddamn inflation! We need a new deal!
3: <laughs>
0: and now, the exciting conclusion of... As the world sighs, as the
3: world sighs.
4: (sighs) So, yeah, this is where I live.
2: Wow, Megatron, it's like a mansion or something. Yeah,
4: my my grandfather's loaded.
2: I like rich people and stuff. Yeah,
4: yeah, me too. Status and money mean pretty much everything to me.
2: (laughs) Hey, is someone coming
7: or something? So here we are, Carlo, home sweet home. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm on a date.
4: Did he
5: say mom? I I thought our son was a baby.
7: Oh, well, Megatron has rapid aging syndrome. He's, like, nine-ish. Still a little too young for dating, don't you think, Maggie?
4: Ah, oh, leave me alone, you hipster hag.
5: Hey, don't talk to your mother like that. I ought to wash your mouth out with Malort. Gosh, that stuff's awful.
4: <laughs> Shut up. You're not my dad.
5: What does he mean, I'm not his dad? Why, I ought to punch that scab in the teeth. My son. I ought to punch my son in the teeth.
7: Oh uh, Well, this will all blow over, Carlo. Well, hello, miss. You must be Maggie's friend. I'm Mrs. Grossweiner. Oh, hey, uh, I'm Aspen and stuff. Have we met before, Aspen? You look awfully familiar.
0: <laughs> Tune in next time for more... As the world sighs. Will Carlo find out the truth? If we're so married, then why aren't you wearing a white socks hat? Will Tasia find out about Justin and Lola?
2: Oh Justin, I'm right outside your door. I'm wearing my sexy mom jorts.
0: Will we find out how Shay knows Aspen?
7: Are you in my urban beekeeping class?
0: <laughs> As the world beekeeping. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door Hate to wake you up To say goodbye But the dawn is breaking It's early morn Taxi's waiting He's blown his horn Already I'm so lonesome I could die So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh, babe, I hate to go There's so many times I've let you down So many times I've fooled around I tell you now that they don't mean a thing Every place I go, I'll think of you Every song I sing, I will sing to you When I come back, I'll bring your wedding ring So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me, love, and never let me go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh, babe, I hate to go Now the time has come to leave you One more time, let me kiss you And when I come back, I'll bring your wedding ring And we'll dream about the days to come When I won't have to leave alone And I won't have to I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh Matt, I hate to go Well then don't, say! But I'm leaving on a jet plane
3: Don't know when I'll be back again
1: I've always loved you, Phil. Uh, Phil actually has a plane to catch, so <laughs> <laughs> seemed appropriate. Um, I didn't know he was gonna slip me the tongue, but that's okay. I'll take it. Uh, so uh, filling in for our uh, mistress of missed connections, Allison Tolman, who's on you know on a shoot, <laughs> big time shoot, um, and. Mike Brunlieb, could you step up here, please? Yep, sure, I'll come on up. Let's do some mis... <laughs> <laughs> just make your way, work your way towards the front. Sorry, just gotta get between a couple of people. All right, so uh, let's do some misconnections back there, Eric. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right.
1: Um, uh, Mike, can you in, uh, help us and tell yes. us what these misconnections are, these real live things? Absolutely.
9: So there's a website called Craigslist, and it's kind of like a public sort of message board where you can, if you want to get rid of your couch or if you want to buy a couch, you can go on Craigslist to find it. Um, but they also have a personal section where you can find casual sex. Yeah. Uh, or you can. Um, That's about is it. That's about it. <laughs> but you can uh, you can uh, post a misconnection. So if you see somebody on the train who you think you fell in love with, maybe they fell in love with you. You post it on there and see yeah. if they check it. And anyway,
1: it never works. But yeah, works. yeah.
9: yeah know. But we found a bunch of them that uh, we'd like to share with you guys.
1: We're super excited to share them with you, too. Matt, do you want to read the first one? (laughs) I'm sure. Okay, so I will read this one. Uh, Let's go with... Okay, I like this one because it starts on a somber note, and then we'll move up towards (laughs) the happier stuff. This one is titled, Everything I Do Is Fucked. (laughs) I'm in love already. Uh, A man for a woman, 24, from Deep in a Bottle. (laughs) the top I always find a way wait three days wait a week wait however long I'm told fucked my body is a temple a temple of self shame that's it that's it I don't think he's gonna find anybody I think I know who it is (laughs) you know who it is who is it Um, it's that guy right there oh that was the guiltiest reaction I've ever seen (laughs) Is your body a temple of self-shame? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sort of. My body is sort of a temple of self-shame. That's kind of true for everybody. (laughs) Oh, no doubt about
9: that. Um, All right, cool. Next one, titled Beautiful AJ. Man for a Woman, Hmm? Gurney, Illinois. Yeah, these are local babies. Or some of them. No, these are real and fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, gorgeous. You look pretty in pink. I'm totally infatuated with you. I need to feel your lips pressed against mine. I'll be in work Sunday. Maybe you can park in the back and we can make out and feel each other.
1: That's it on that one. Yeah, That's it's just it. like pretty straightforward. <laughs> I like feeling each other. That's yeah. so, what a thing to offer. Let's feel each other. Right.
9: It's also kind of ambiguous. It could be like emotional, psychological, <laughs> or just like
1: no, rub. I don't. no. I think it's rubbing. I think it's rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> a minor we have a minor in the front row <laughs> no uh, okay so <laughs> call that out i've been really abusing these people for nice people up here Good ma'am in the middle you are we've got like 3 for you
3: so <laughs>
1: all right you ready yeah go for it man. okay i okay this one's titled i seen you today i think <laughs> you you spelled with the letter u <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. oh, well, yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, uh, All lowercase, too. Okay, so I had this dream last night, and today I was driving, and I saw you walk out this door. I think you saw me, but you looked away. I do that, too. I look away, too. I just don't think I'll ever see you again, and I, I think you are good people that's the only thing i value this is why i chose this one because that's a good yeah. that's a good thing to think and it finishes up with or she finishes up with i could just be seeing things though i don't know <laughs> Boy, I really feel like I need this one parsed out for me. <laughs> uh, so, sh- let's do that. I seen you today, I think. So that there's doubt okay, right and from the that start. is that in the dream or is that in real life? See, that's what confuses me about it. Is it a dream? Kind of cool. You're gonna have trouble with them finding your misconnections if it was just a dream.
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> do you agree with me, Mike? Yeah, no, hundred
9: percent. What about yeah. you guys over there? All right, cool. Our next one's titled
3: Snuffleupagus.
9: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for you guys to see the picture. There's an attached JPEG of the actual Snuffleupagus. (laughs) Which is kind of a cute thing. Uh, All right, we got you colon, beautiful, could be... (laughs) <laughs> um, you, beautiful Could be emo, probable Psycho bitch <laughs> oh, I am getting heated right now Just yeah. mention it Me, lonely, alcoholic Chronic masturbator
1: <laughs> Come get drunk That's it I'm in, what? how do you contact this person? Evan, what's your number? <laughs> oh, hell no Hey, hey, so that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Okay, this one, we can only do the title of this one because it was too dirty, but I just had to do the title. Um, And this is from Philadelphia, which when I read it, it'll make sense if you hate people from Philadelphia. Okay, (laughs) like I do. Uh, (laughs) You stuck my flash drive in your vagina. (laughs) You do not want to hear what was in the body of (laughs) the thing. (laughs) Well, just Google you stuck my flash drive in your <laughs> vagina, then, and you will probably find something similar. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, that was a man for a woman, by the way. That
3: like a misconnection, doesn't it? <laughs> no, that was. Hey,
1: Dan, step up to the microphone, Dan. Uh, that, the connection was made. Um, okay, guys, before we take a
9: little break here. I want to read a poem that was written in one of these misconnections for you. Okay. Okay. The title is Bad Choices. You and I made mistakes, like bakers make cakes. My mouth is like a semi-truck equipped with 21-speed bike (laughs) brakes. Man, the metaphors are (laughs) like a knife. Uh, that, night, that night I texted you And you were doing shrooms You could have met up with me And talked like the friends we were Kind of the rhyme scheme breaks down a little bit So it wasn't Byron <laughs> But you chose some pretentious tough guy Who had colorful tattoos I know if we could just accept that we both made big mistakes, we can leave on jet planes yes. and find nirvana in this place. Yes, nirvana. Uh, nirvana. Yeah. Like the band Nirvana, right? Yeah, I think that's what they meant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah. But it's like this jerk who's like someone, the person you liked had sex with somebody else, and he's like, you made a big mistake. Don't judge this guy. I judge. Sorry, he had man.
1: colorful tattoos. That's, <laughs> that's basically... Um, one, one quick one, and this will be the last one, is I'm truly... Uh, this is a re-serial stalker. This is a man for a woman. And I'll just read really quickly the body because I am truly sorry and ashamed of my childish behavior. What you wrote was from the heart, and I am extremely sorry for posting a negative reply. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can find it in yourself to forgive me. I'm human, and sometimes, quite often... My sinister side gets the best of me. Yeah. <laughs> I question that choice of that word. You'd, like you should run this through an editing process before. I've, I've deleted the post and thank you for your good-natured address of my rather crass and uncalled-for comment. So that was really well spoken. Yeah. I think. I mean, besides choosing sinister, but the uh, the title "Serial Stalker" is spelled C-E-R-E-A. <laughs> <laughs> so, the misconnection for like Captain Crunch or <laughs> <laughs> other cereal stuff. I think that's it for <laughs> misconnections <laughs> uh, How many men am I going to kiss tonight? All right, that's intermission. Thank you. Thank you. That's intermission, folks. Thank you, Eric. Um, be back in eight minutes. Eight minutes, and we've got a little second act for you. There's going to be some fun stuff and we've got plans, so stick around. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Tip Mike. <laughs> be with us next month, April 26th, 7.45 p.m., right here at the Holiday Club. The theme will be the boob tube. Now this show here that we're doing for you folks is recorded using microphones from Cam Instruments, focused on innovative designs contributing to the advancement of modern music with simple and accessible products at prices as good as they sound. Find out more at kaminstruments.com
10: Hey! Thank
6: you
8: so much for coming over! Uh, no problem. What's going on? You're not going to believe this. I mean, you're just... You're not going to believe this. What? What happened? This is unreal. What is? Okay, so remember how my neighbor moved out, Jesse? Oh, that chick you said you were gonna hook up with, but when you asked her, her she out... thought that I meant literally a date. Like the fruit. Uh, because you were holding a bag of dates at the time. <laughs>
6: Yeah, looking back, I shouldn't carry actual dates when I ask women if they want to have a date with me. She took the whole damn bag. I remember What about her? No, no, it's not Jesse. It's my new neighbor. The guy who moved in next door. This is going to sound crazy, but he's the
8: Internet Excuse me? He's the internet! Uh, like, he works online or something? No! I mean, he's the actual internet in human form. I'm not following you. Well, you got to see it to believe it.
6: Hey, Ted! Ted, I want you to meet somebody! Ted? You're going to love this guy! <laughs> this is so cool!
4: Hey Mark, what's going on?
6: Hey, I want you to meet my friend. This is Cleo.
4: Hi, I'm Ted. I'm the internet.
8: Hi. <laughs> Hi Ted. Uh, how you doing?
4: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, trading just opened in Tokyo, so... Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, pretty good.
8: Good. That's, uh, that's good to hear. I'm sorry, I'm having a little trouble here.
4: Uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, Confusion is normal.
8: You say you're the Internet, like the World Wide Web itself.
4: Yeah, I know it sounds strange. One day I was just a global network of computers, and the next moment, (laughs) boop, there I was. (laughs) Flesh and bones and URLs and all that.
8: Right. Uh, When exactly did this happen?
4: Well, interestingly enough, it was the day they made Google Plus. Uh, all it took was that little bump, and here I am.
8: Google Plus, huh? So, do you actually know how Google Plus works?
4: No. No, no, nobody does. <laughs> Even the Google people don't really get it. I'm more of a Bing guy myself.
8: Are you now? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, it's, it's the Coca-Cola of search engines. It, it provides you with nothing useful, but gosh darn it, does it taste good.
6: Really? What does Bing taste
8: like?
4: Like, like Coca-Cola, Mark. I, I, I literally just said that.
8: Right. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, Ted. I'm having a hard time believing this.
4: I understand. (laughs)
8: A demonstration! Show him some
6: of the stuff you showed me!
4: Okay, okay, uh, fine. Cleo. Cleo Romany. Your email is poursomesugarromany123 at hotmail.com. Really? Hotmail? Okay. Uh, You've had season three of The O.C. in your Amazon cart for six days, but still haven't pulled the trigger.
8: Really? I love Peter Gallagher.
4: Your LinkedIn profile makes you look like a bit of a jerk. No offense. Uh, You have accounts on Christian Mingle, J-Date, and Black People Meet. (laughs) And you look at porn the most on Tuesdays. Well, Tuesday is a good day for porn. Tuesday is a good day for porn. You are right.
8: <laughs> How did you? I
4: told you I'm the internet.
8: So you could tell me, when's Evil Can Evil's birthday?
4: October seventeenth, nineteen thirty-eight.
8: What's the most recent tweet tweeted on Twitter?
4: Fuck Matt Lauer from Twitter user Rock Hard Boners. Or, sorry, <laughs> from at Rock Hard Boners. Mm. What
8: is the fastest way to get from here to fourteen fifty-five North Ashland? Did you
4: mean North Ashland Avenue, Chicago, or North Ashland Boulevard in Tampa Bay, Florida?
3: Oh,
8: it is you.
3: <laughs> Ted,
8: internet. This is the most amazing thing ever. See, I told you. Oh, my God. What does it feel like being the internet?
4: Normal, I guess. Oh,
8: uh-huh. And how do you like the real world? It's nice. I
4: mean, you guys are a lot more polite than I thought you'd be.
8: Well, I guess that makes sense.
4: And women's breasts are a lot smaller than I'd been led to believe. True. <laughs> and, y- you know, you don't laugh out loud as much as I thought you would.
8: (laughs) I mean, lol.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I understand both now.
6: So, have you found a job yet, Ted? Yeah,
4: yeah, but I'll I'll tell you though, it was surprising. From what I've seen, you, you guys spend most of your time at work looking at pictures of cats and watching videos, so I thought I'd fit right in. But places were a lot more selective. So, what job did you get? Starbucks barista. Yeah, the benefits are great.
8: Uh, Hey, what's that smell?
4: And I get a free pound of coffee a week.
8: Guys, do you smell that? (laughs) And don't forget the unlimited Wi-Fi. Uh (laughs) Mark, does it smell like something is burning? Oh, no!
6: My scampi! I was cooking scrim scampi before you came over. The whole kitchen's going up in smoke. Ted, I have a fire extinguisher in the closet.
4: Grab it. Sure, I'll get it. Great.
6: Now spray it, Ted.
4: Okay. Error 404, file not found. What? Spray the fire, Ted. Error 404, file not found. it! give me the fire
8: extinguisher. Error
4: Error 404, file not found. Ted, the fire's getting
6: too much. You're blocking the way out. Let's get out. Error 404, file not
3: found. (laughs) We need to get out
11: of here, Ted. Error 404, file not found. (laughs)
3: Internet.
1: It's a cautionary tale, a cautionary tale. And now, a minor treatise on the history of the carrier pigeon.
7: Within five years of the personal carrier pigeon having gained mass acceptance, and their price point having dropped low enough for even the lower classes of people to afford them, an interesting thing happened people began taking them for granted, forgetting about the speeds at which they used to have to communicate. Well, it was all fine and well, of course. When the skies were clear, your pigeon was healthy, and you could reliably expect a wait time of two to four weeks for a reply to a communication. Members of the older generation, especially the ones who only kept carrier pigeons in the wagon in case of an emergency, naturally adopted a philosophical perspective. Having known the frustration of year-long mail delays due to shipwreck, cholera outbreak, and native uprising, they appreciated the new dizzying speeds of the carrier pigeon and were patient when a predator bird attacked or a strong nor'easter slowed things down. The younger generation, though, which had grown up only knowing carrier pigeons, they had a harder time with the delays, especially if they were in the middle of a binge reading serial story. Even though it had once taken months for the delivery of another Gentleman's Home Quarterly to learn the fate of Daring Dan and his band of adventure knots, spirits now plummeted when it took more than two weeks to receive the next installment. So, to offset this frustration and remain competitive, Pigeon purveyors advertised birds that were bred for speed, stamina, and the ability to be trained to coo a few recognizable notes from popular songs. Records show that favorites included Annabelle, O Annabelle, and My Homily Reading Bringeth All of the Young Gentlemen to the Church Social. (laughs) As the use of personal pigeons became cheaper and faster, people began to use them for increasingly superfluous tasks. Pigeons would be released carrying messages as mundane as at the barn raising or board, Anyone want to have a three-legged race a week from Sunday? <laughs> It was not uncommon for people to unroll the scroll from a pigeon's leg to see only a sketch from the sender, typically a self-portrait or a depiction of a well-plated haunch of mutton. (laughs) Of course, this casual use of pigeons led to the occasional scandal when a message would be intercepted and leaked to the papers. No matter how many times it happened, the public was stunned that politicians and clergymen never seemed to learn that birds were not a safe media by which to casually hurl epithets against celestials or send crude drawings of exposed ankles. Inevitably, a whole industry of support devices popped up around carrier pigeons. Entire sections of general stores were given over to displays for auxiliary items and bird seed that was touted at making your bird fly faster and longer. Oh, young people assigned a huge amount of status to their pigeons, having the latest in protective harnesses and matching scroll cases as well as custom parchment patterns and bird seed that produced vivid fluorescent droppings. (laughs) Older people, specifically fathers, favored no-nonsense. No-nonsense portable cages that could clip to their belts. (laughs) While anthropologists agree that life was impacted by the widespread usage of carrier pigeons, there is heated contention over the degree and the quality of that impact. Some argue that it brought society together and was exclusively good. Some blame it for the mass erosion of the collective attention span. The latter school is known to point to a fossil record that shows a sharp uprise in pigeon remains coinciding with an increase in haphazard crop furrows and needlepoint with misspelled words. (laughs) but all acknowledged that schoolhouses, medicine shows, and churches began to go to lengths to prevent carrier pigeons from disrupting their proceedings. Some would provide sedatives and make speeches asking people to silence their pigeons. Others would go as far as to release falcons in the sky around the venue to prevent incoming birds. Some theaters, though, in attempt to attract a younger audience, actually advertised special performances where people were encouraged to release their birds during the show. This, of course, was widely viewed as a desperate, out-of-touch grasp by a dying art form. (laughs) Some historians argue that there is evidence that supports the existence of similar practices around communication several thousand years before the advent of the carrier pigeons cave drawings and tribal folklore indicate at one point people may have been able to actually talk with and write one another using small handheld boxes powered by something called electricity. These historians, of course, are best dismissed as heretics and their notions generously as poppy-addled flights of fancy. (laughs)
1: I feel educated, how about you? Educated? <laughs> Anybody else? Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Scissor Kicks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just John, it's just John, it's not, it is Scissor Kicks. It is, yes. It is, it is in it fact, isn't... Scissor
11: Kicks, yeah. Oh, it is Scissor you know, Kicks, like, thank God. That, that misspelling seemed like a really good idea when I was, like, 20.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you've kept it since then. Yeah, yeah, you got to stay true Were to me. Were you, like, it's... 37 or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, 55. Um, John Monteverdi, ladies and gentlemen, he has been our uh, sound guy for is two years now? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like uh, you've been months. good to have around. Yeah. Well, You're well, good happy it. to be here. Yeah, good. Um, that's not whatever Mike said that you said after the last <laughs> show, but that's okay. Um... <laughs> Um, and uh, I, w- I want to ask so you hear every show do you have any favorite bits from the show um, the usuals you know Lost in the City is a good one uh-huh. uh huh I don't write that one okay keep going that like
11: that, that world one that's the world size the other one I don't write that, that one either oh that's, that's cool they're, they're, they're better they're the... better than whatever the ones you write oh hell
1: hey that's say something that you I you probably
11: do. you probably don't
1: write the hell of a month one either right I do oh, I do oh <clears throat> So, um, <laughs> is Phil coming back before the show? Could we get Phil in? All right. Um, John Monteverdi, aka K S R Y underscore Kicks. Kicks. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Scissor Kicks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Guys. We just got a couple of songs here.
11: Um, the rig's a little uh, skimpier than I usually go, but I'm gonna do what I do.
1: Thanks for doing your best for us. Yeah, you know, I'm
11: trying. <laughs> this one's called Too Many Memories.
1: And it's not starting. Oh,
11: there it goes.
10: your reflection Just a projection But it's just a projection
11: Okay, uh, let me load up the project and start for the other one.
1: Um, so for people oh. listening at home, John is seven and a half feet tall. Yep. And he, his right arm is a robot arm. <laughs> and he's got buttons on his chest that he pushes that makes the music come out. you mean
3: robots? No, I
11: don't. I mean Oh, I don't know if this is too deep from the first act, but I'm actually from Oak Brook. And I, and I went to high school in Lyle, which is like next to Naperville so you, you, name, you name check the suburbs that are like my suburbs. Yeah. All
1: right. I know, um, we, were, we were making fun of you purposefully.
3: Yes, I, I
11: figured that. <laughs> All right, this is from my last CD, which was called Secession in Astropolis. This track is called Moving On.
10: This is too soon This is all I need This is all I can say about what's happening Back when we thought we'd be in this together i uh, okay.
1: High, so bad. Uh, I say I say that seven, eight times a week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, one more time while he finishes up. Uh, scissor kicks. Uh, that was fantastic. Let's wait for John. Now he's not scissor kicks anymore. Now he's just John. <laughs> yeah. Takes the robot head off. Um, moving on.
6: You have a minute, son. Um. Just wanted to check and see if everything's okay. You seem different. There's dust on your Legos. Your Lincoln logs are starting to rot. You haven't touched your swing set in months. Dad, I'm 16. All the same. You seem quiet. Distant. withdrawn. Is everything okay?
5: Well. <clears throat> actually, no. Okay. Let's rap.
6: Is there anything you'd like to talk about? I don't know. Look, I know it's not easy to talk to your dad about the heavy stuff. And and to be honest, I'm not sure I'll even understand what you tell me. The things you crazy kids say these days. (laughs) But hey, I've been there. I've been in your shoes. Talk to me. At least I can listen.
5: Okay. Here goes. I feel weird. I don't feel like me anymore. There are things happening to my body that I don't know I'm ready for. My voice cracks. I have this, this, this thing on my upper lip. I'm sprouting hair in new places. Last night, while I was sleeping, something happened that I did not ask for. <laughs> my legs hurt, my shoes don't fit, my classmates, the girls, they all look like they're in their thirties. I don't understand any of it, and don't even get me started on the peer pressure. Ah!
6: Yeah, you might as well be speaking Chinese right now. Peer pressure, are those even words?
5: See, I knew you wouldn't understand. But hold
6: on, Darren, hold your horses here. I think I may have something that will help. It's a new site that the experts have been telling us grown-ups about. Dad, I'm not going to sit around while you figure out the internet. Yeah, Here we go. Check this out. Cryspace?
5: What's what's Cryspace?
6: It's a society network.
5: Social network?
6: Yes, yes, a social network for teens like yourself where you can go and air your grievances and discuss the issues that concern you most.
5: Wait, was that just English you
6: spoke in? Touché, Darren. I mean, just read some of the things posted here on the WF. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. So, uh, read the WF. WF? Wall of Frustration. It's, it's where you post things your thoughts and feelings and emotions yuck i already set up an account for you write something on the wall ask about one of your teen issues and it can be anything sure son i will not judge i promise
5: fine is scissor really all it's cracked up to be My friends are pressuring me to try it, but I'm not sure I want to. I mean, I've been crunk a couple times, and i tried the chronic once or twice, but do I want to try this scissor? (laughs)
3: Sand.
6: Okay, it might help if you write a message in English, but uh, there you go. Now... Here's what makes Cryspace rad. Do what now? So, if I log into my own account, I can see what you've written, but translate it in a way that a grown up like myself can understand. Oh, no. So, let's see here. Okay, here's your message. And it says Are Ivy League colleges really all they're cracked up to be? My friends are pressuring me to. Darren, is this what's been troubling you? Um, yes. Well, you're still a few years from having to make that choice, but it's good you're thinking about it. Who runs this site again? I don't know exactly. The experts? Well, let's click on this About Us link to see exactly who the experts are. Uh, Dr. Nasty O. Drunkard and Professor Poop Nugget McFartknocker. Ugh, Irish. <laughs> Papists. Papists. Look a little young in their pictures, too. It's sweet. No, no, it is sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> what, let's see what else is on the WF. Wait, here's something. My folks are thinking about going out of town this weekend, but they're not sure they should leave me at home alone. What do I tell them to convince them to stay at home? Trust isn't given, it's earned. I feel I should earn my trust before they go out of town and leave me by myself in this large house with this huge bar and hot tub. My address is 4413 Birch Street. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me write that down. A kid who wants to earn his parents' trust. Now that's
5: maturity. This is amazing.
6: (laughs) I know, right?
5: Who else is having a problem? Wow. Looks like a ton of people are. Huh. You know, that actually makes me feel good. What do you mean? Well... It's good to know I'm not the only kid out there with problems and that I have someplace to go to ask people for help. And honestly, it makes me feel better knowing you're here, that you'll listen to what I have to say and do what you can to help. I don't think a lot of kids have that luxury.
6: Go oh, no, I, what I meant was, what are you saying? I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth.
5: Dad. <laughs>
6: Come on, Darren, let's go play with the Legos. Dad, I'm 16. Okay, fine, let's go get crunk. All right.
1: that's all the show we have for you tonight our evening is at its end what did we learn tonight oh oh my god we we have a we have a knock at the door i wonder who that is probably some wayward soul i'm just gonna put on my hard soled high heel (laughs) shoes and walk to the door oh god this is very difficult my feet i'm gonna open the door Great to see you, Maxi! Hey, Rick, hey. Rick Richwald, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, buddy. Oh,
9: yeah. Hey, City Life Supplement, Rhyme Strong! <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Okay, folks, Rick, uh, my friend here, is from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he got yeah. W- from wi- Rhinelander?
3: Rhinelander.
1: <laughs> Oh that's no <laughs> that's right. why she only clapped like 3 times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but my f-
1: my friend Rick, ma'am, <laughs> he got lost in Chicago a few years? Yeah, it's, Ye- been, it's been three years. <laughs> three years. He got lost in Chicago a few years ago on vacation. He's been trying to find the Red Roof Inn where his wife and children are uh, waiting for him. I, I would... can't find them. <laughs> no. But he is... I'm lost
9: in the city, That's baby! Right.
1: yeah.
9: Hey, Mitch, you got any heavy stuff lying around that I can curl? Uh, what? I've, I'm feeling absolutely jacked, man. I need to
1: lift. Uh, um, I, I, don't think we need, I don't think we need anything curled at the moment, Rick. Thank you. Are you okay? You
9: kidding me? Am I okay? I'm a hell of a lot better
1: than okay, dude. Uh, you see the
9: stone that I'm holding in my hand?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, oh my God. Fol- folks, at home, um, Rick just held a big rock in his hand, and he he crushed it totally to dust.
9: And that ain't even the start of my new powers.
3: <laughs>
9: a- ask me what 24 times 50 is.
1: <laughs> What's 24 times 50, Rick?
9: 1,200.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Math is part of your new, <laughs> new powers, Rick. That is very impressive. I'm not sure that it's true, but it's very <laughs> impressive. How, how have you become so powerful all of a sudden?
9: Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Matt. I discovered a weird old tip that doctors don't want
1: you to know about.
9: Uh,
1: uh. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Okay. In
9: Illinois, mom discovered this weird trick, and doctors are furious.
3: <laughs> I, got I, got, I got it. I got it.
9: I got it. Doctors and power companies hate me for this one weird old <laughs> Alright, alright.
1: That's enough, Rick. That's enough. We got it. We know, we know. So uh, what what is your one weird tip? Stem cells,
9: baby! <laughs> I eat dead mice from the garbage behind the hospital. No. No, Rick. No. They use them for tests, and they just throw them away. No. And I eat them, and I get strong.
1: I'm like Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, man. E- except instead of spinach, you're eating medical waste. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick, <clears throat> i got to calm down. Rick, <laughs> that is really, really horrible, but... But it works, right? So, like, you're really strong. Well, uh, you be the judge of that. Oh, another rock. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs)
9: 1,200. All
1: right, all right, Rick. All right, Rick. Folks at home, Rick just crushed another rock, and then he did (laughs) the... The same math.
3: <laughs> God damn it! He
1: just—he did the same math problem, Rick. Where—where where are these
3: rocks? <laughs> Fuck!
9: Where are you getting all the rocks, Rick? I Just—I keep them all in my pocket so I can do my tricks. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: All right, Rick. I'm very happy that you're feeling <laughs> vigorous. I love you, but I gotta say I'm not sure that this is safe. Eating rats out of the garbage.
9: They're they're mice, man. Not rats. Hobos eat rats. Men eat mice.
3: You
9: know what? You sound just like my friends and family. You keep telling me, Rick, don't eat bio waste. It's bad for you. Yeah. I went jealous Mm. (laughs) oh you are jealous of my new power well you want these
1: Mm -hmm. you want the power that science has given me honestly rick if it means eating dead rodents i don't think any of us do want your powers i
9: feel like i'm a million percent matt Mm. i'm laser
1: focused okay
9: i can do anything all right i was throwing a football in the park and I was throwing it so hard that anybody who tried to catch it died. <laughs> Just blasted a hole right in their chest. Oh, no. One guy went up for a catch, it took his head clean off his body. Oh, no. It went straight into a city
1: bus and it exploded. <laughs> I'm a god now. Yeah. Well, you are a god who eats rats and medical waste, but you're a god. You're a that god. That
9: reminds me, it's feeding time, baby.
1: <laughs> no, Rick. No, don't take that. Mouse! Oh no, Rick! Please don't eat it in front of all these people here. Mech. Yeah, ooh, we're all disgusted no. by it.
10: No!
9: Let's do it! <laughs> no! No!
1: Rick, all that power oh, seems—that power seems to be changing you, and I'm not sure that this change is a good change.
9: Uh, little people like you can't hold me down, Matt. I'm the new king of Chicago. Oh, no. I'm gonna put all the cops in jail and make the city into my kingdom and I'm gonna educate all the
1: children. Rick, 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 I think you need to take a deep breath and relax, buddy. No, stop stomping. I'm gonna live forever and everyone on earth is gonna be my husband and wife.
9: <laughs> Starting with you, Matt! Oh, no, no, oh, Rick, no, stop this right now. I'm this a rat eating guy, I'm a rat eating guy. Rick, buddy, this isn't you. Must dominate, Matt. Make him into my husband. I'm
1: already married, Rick. Ah, Rick, I'm your friend. Friend? Mm hmm. Madge, Rick. Your wife, the kids. They all love you, Rick. Love me? Huh? Oh,
9: Matt. Jesus, what happened to me? What did I become for oh. a
1: minute? Oh, Rick. Oh, Rick, buddy, that was how scary for a minute. You were on top of me. The things. <laughs> I'm gonna firmly suggest that from now on you don't eat any more of that stuff. Whew, that was
9: scary. Hey, I give you my word, I won't eat no more mice. Good. And I'll tell you what, I learned my lesson, Mm -hmm. that technology in the wrong hands can be very dangerous.
1: Oh. That is very true, Rick. This
9: science stuff is trouble. I think that we culturally need to stop doing it.
1: I agree.
9: (laughs) Or if we don't do that, at least they better put a lock on that dumpster. (laughs) Yeah, they better. (laughs) I mean, if a raccoon gets in there, it's game over.
1: Game, <laughs> fucking over. Rick Richwald, ladies and gentlemen, hey, my friend. Hi, we will, oh, we will goodness. get you home if it's the last thing that we do, Dang Rick. You. Well, what we learned tonight, folks, we learned that a carrier pigeon was the iPhone of yesteryear. We learned that I'm scared of technology, and Rick is a monster. This holds true that I'm also still scared of porn. (laughs) We learned that if you search for woodworking on Grindr, you'll find plenty of wood. (laughs) But most importantly, we learned that if you depend on the internet for everything, you will burn to death. (laughs) Good night. Tip your server. Thank you, Drive Safe.
8: It's all been done. Well, my song here's just about done. John Monteverdi!
3: for <laughs> hey.
8: Most of our lives, they've just begun. And if I have one thing to say, it's have a good time every day. Because either way, it's another day.